Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Inbound. Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bang! Jason Tatum from downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeouts left for Philadelphia. Crazy ending to that game in the NBA between Boston and Philadelphia. Joining us to talk all things basketball, our Sky Sport basketball broadcaster, Andrew Mulligan. Mully, thank you so much for your time, as always. Who, I know we're a long way out, but who are your favourites to win each conference in the NBA right now? Can the Celtics be beaten in the East? What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I Look, I, I, they, they are beatable, obviously, but in a seven-game series, it really comes down to who can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks? And I think the Celtics now have the depth and the size, if healthy, always comes with a caveat, um, that they can stop Giannis or at least slow him down. Um, and the Bucks are just, I think, are flying under the radar somewhat. They've had injuries to key players. Giannis has got this wrist injury that's kept him out through the All-Star break and into the re- uh, resumption of the regular season. But the Boston Celtics just look like a complete team. Um, they've got really good guard play out of Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White has really fitted into his role nicely this season. They've got the length and the size, Robert Williams, and then Tatum and Jalen Brown on the wings. I mean, it just they're deep too. Like it just it just makes such a a difference when your rotations really shrink in the playoffs. It really makes a difference that you've got guys who can come up and and fill a role with, when adjustments are needed, and that's the key to the playoffs as much as anything. Defense wins championships, but adjustments will get you through those early rounds. And Molly, while we've got you on, we want to talk about the Tall Blacks as well. Of course, they're playing tonight. Tip-off is at 7pm. They smacked Saudi Arabia on Friday in Christchurch. They've got Lebanon tonight, which will decide the Group E winner. So how important is this contest and what can we expect from Lebanon? Lebanon will probably be a little bit better when it comes to giving a bit of physicality um, than Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia just, um, I don't know, they just didn't turn up to play. I'm not exactly sure what squad they sent. Some of these, some of these games aren't actually um, meaningful enough because mm-hmm. of what's happened with the qualification process before. So you've seen certain teams just send like their B squad over uh, around the around the um, the qualification process. So. But for the um, for the Tall Blacks, it just gives an added boost of depth for when the World Cup comes because it's a lot like this qualification process that you see for say the Americas and Canada has has you know done so well they've got eleven and one in their qualification process through the Americas part of it they won't have basically anyone from that squad go to the World Cup because the same thing happens with the USA. Argentina have missed out. So the Tall Blacks probably won't have the squad together again as this team. And they'll welcome back the likes of Rob Lowe. Um, and they'll have players that have been playing in the NBL who decide to sit out 
um, or been playing in Europe, the likes of Cinder Lane and Yanni Wetzel. Mm. So really, it's, it's, it comes down to um, just getting that little bit of depth, like I said earlier. Depth really helps, and the Tall Blacks have plenty of it. Now, Miles, obviously, speaking of New Zealand things, basketball, it's uh, finals time on, on Friday in Sydney. First of all, geez, it seems like a long time since we've actually just qualified for the finals. It, I know it's, it's only about a week or so, but why have a big break? That is because the Tall Blacks are playing. So FIBA uh-huh. has this international window. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, really, it's kind of awkward, really, but they can't avoid it. Um, yeah, and so the, the NBL just sort of had to grin and wear it. Um, and they, you know what? They probably could have actually had the grand final series because none of the players actually wanted to be um, in the Tall Blacks, and you can understand why. So it is, it is a little bit awkward, but it, you know what? It gives the breakers um, 12 days to get Barry Brown's um, hand injury healing properly. Um, it gives them time to um, focus, and Moby Maor said on a uh, podcast with the NBL, he said, um, what we try not to do is, and um, excuse the term here, but these are Modi's words, not have basketball masturbation. <laughs> think about, when you think about X's and O's too much and you put it in your head and you, and you just overthink your role and how you work in the offense and the, where you stand on defense and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably been the biggest battle last week is actually just trying to not think about what's coming up when it starts on Friday night. How do you see this series playing out, Molly? Oh, look, I think, I think game one is, is massively important yeah. um, for the breakers. I think if you're going to win on the road, game one is going to have to be it because then they've got this confidence about them that I just wasn't seen through the later stages, the later rounds of the competition. So they went on a five-game winning streak into the playoffs and one of them was against the Sydney Kings who, by their own admission, were, weren't cruising, but they pretty much had the first spot sewn up and they really felt like they weren't playing their best basketball. And now they're here. They know what it takes. They're the reigning champs. And I think the breakers, if they get game one, it is home court advantage suddenly is equaled. And I just feel as though there's going to be 9,000 people at Spark Arena. Like, that's, that's so insane. Good. I don't think they've had 9,000 since maybe CJ Bruton's last game in 2014. But I think it's actually going to have to go back to, say, 2012 when, when it was Vector and they had the um, both ends full of people in the stands, which is cool. So, yeah, game one's massive for the breakers to get a win on the road. That would be huge. Well, as you talk about, obviously, getting, getting game one, and obviously Sydney Kings, the raging hot favourites going into this. Is basketball a sport where you think the, I guess, mental psyche carries much weight? Like, they play so often and obviously play each other so often. Do you think there'd been any sort of mental hang-up about going up against the Sydney Kings? I don't think so. I think the best thing is that they're playing the best. And I think the Breakers think they're the best team and they believe wholeheartedly that they are the best team. And you can make a really, really good case of the fact that they are um, a really, really strong team, one through eight, one through nine on that roster. And I really think they have the mental strength. They've, their, whole, their whole thing has been defence this season. And at times their defence has been a little bit indifferent towards the Sydney Kings, who are just a little bit bigger, a little bit longer with the likes of Xavier Cook. He's just able to do things that not a lot of players in this part of the world can do with the basketball. But I think their defence has been really, really good in the playoffs and really, really good in that five-game win streak when they picked off the Sydney Kings. And I think that's the main thing. Like Barry Brown Jr., his offense is really good. They play a lot of isolation. They play a lot of face-up post-game through Brantley and Derek Pardon. But honestly, those guys, one through eight, they all play defense. 
Rob Lowe maybe not so much, but I love Rob Lowe, but he, um, he likes to get a little cheeky foul on there every now and again, but they really love their defensive intensity. And I think that's the mindset that's going to win a championship. Like I say, defense wins championships is a tied cliche in sport, but geez, it works. I know when you get to this point, you obviously want to win, but can we take a moment to just reflect on actually getting here? Obviously, there's been a few dark days over the last few years, and like Tom Abercrombie came out saying he never thought he'd get an opportunity to win another championship, and here they are. They're on the doorstep. Yeah, I know. And I think the team won't believe this, and they won't think like this. But for a lot of Breakers fans, this is just such a celebration yeah. that this is a series that they're in. Like, it really is. They don't think like they've won the championship. But they have been, they've been treated to two years of absolute shite. Yeah. And they've had to, you know, they, they, they didn't like the change in ownership. There was, the ownership did a couple of things at the beginning. Like, they tweaked their game day experience when they, and the, the diehard fans who had been there since day one, they didn't like the change. And it was hard to get that connection, and especially when they're overseas playing for two years because of COVID. And this is just a this is just a, a massive win for breakers, the organisation, and the people in the front office. Like they had to suck eggs for so long, and now this is just so exciting for them. I couldn't be happy for them. I couldn't be happier for the breakers faithful. They they're going to be treated to um, at least game two. I'm picking it's going to go five, but game two is going to be amazing. An atmosphere that breakers fans won't know what has hit them, and they'll be, they'll be part of it. Well, we can't blim and wait. Uh, the NBL final series all kicks off on Friday against the Sydney Kings. Mully, thank you for always talking basketball and for your time with us. We appreciate it. Oh, Chris, I'm so impressed you came to the gym today. <laughs> newly married. I don't know about you, Bees, but when she walked through that door, I, was I, mean, dying. I got married. I didn't go for three days. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't go for three years, sorry. But there was grins <laughs> everywhere. That's probably Girl the last time basketball. you'll see me. <laughs> Shout out to you, Chris. Good stuff. Thanks, Mally. Andrew Mulligan joining us there. Voice of basketball. So lucky to have his knowledge and expertise on this program every time uh, we send out the call. Breakers uh, coming up this Friday in the best of five game series. uh, And the Tall Blacks, of course, coming up tonight against Lebanon. They've already qualified for that World Cup in Asia later on in the year. But this is important game time. Uh, and important to get in front of your Kiwi fans. It's, you don't get to play in, in New Zealand in front of these fans all too often. So Tall Blacks tonight against Lebanon, 7pm. That one is tipping off. Um, and, yeah, I don't need to go to the gym anymore. I can just yeah. eat what I want and everything's fallen by the wayside. That's called getting comfortable, Kirst. Um, Mully's a machine so, at the gym, i tell you that. Is he? Yeah. Doesn't stop. Well, what, is he been doing game. the cardio stuff or just working out weights? No, he does it all. He does it all. <laughs> he does it all. Yeah. Bryce Casey as well. The two of them turn up together, work out together, and they are phenomenal. Straight after their show, they, they're oh, into it together. Uh-huh. Good on them. Uh-huh. Um, couple of things there. Who oh, no, England, 39 for one. They're going for it. Yeah, but we've got the one. Yeah, one. Yeah. We've got one. That's, we needed two. We 39 two for before. one. Uh, beautiful. Good stuff, Black Caps. Still riding your home here. Um, who organises scheduling that you plan your season knowing full well? This, these international windows are obviously locked in. Yeah, the week between Se- the semis the and final. Semis and fi- yeah. Bizarre because people forget about it. It ends up back in mind. And obviously the, the other funny thing and when you think about it, footballers, are they obliged? Jacob will know more than this, about this than us, but... 
if you're picked, Jacob, in that international window, or your yeah. club's obliged to release you, isn't it? You're yeah. not obliged to play. Yeah. So yeah, gotcha. the club the clubs release players, um, and then yes. they they they've got the ability to set sort of restraints on um, international managers within the window. For instance, yes. um, I think Chris Wood was wasn't allowed recently to play. Well, something something of something of that along that yep. line, um, but yeah, they have they have the control of the clubs. I think. Yeah, there you go. Very interesting, but uh, geez, the, obviously the TAB rank outsiders, the breakers. But the more you talk to people, and like obviously, Miles is a Kiwi, but he's not silly. No, he he's still very much. You, the vibe you get off these people that we're talking to, we've talked to a couple over the last few it's weeks. It's not a done deal. It's not a done deal. Mm-hmm. Casey Frank was a, the same. Uh, he was obviously, they all talk about how physical the Sydney Kings will be and uh, how we've got to get got to get into them. But certainly not a done deal. There's a real excitement building that uh, we might be on the edge of uh, something special here. Kirsten. Another one. Another, Another one. Don't jinx them. Or don't let Jacob don't save it. I'm chance. not going to. Uh, a couple of texts uh, from our lovely listeners. Brian, an hour this evening is all England need to get half the runs they require to win. Absolutely abysmal black caps. Uh, they do back quickly, don't they, Brian? They do go after it. Uh, Keith, 70 years old and a supporter for 60 years of the black caps. Off to the beach tomorrow to burn my well-worn cap. They need to look up the word professional, especially Bracewell, who, if he plays again, should wear a mask. <laughs> Jeez, we haven't missed here. And uh, and Kenny, he's chipped in and come back at me. Yes, and long bows. Long bows if you're going to support the Chiefs to win the title. Well, Kenny, you've got to support them, don't you? What's you've more realistic, the Chiefs winning the Super Rugby title this year after round one or Kirst winning the tipping comp after round one? Chiefs. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know you get all yeah, well, I don't away. have to do as much work. No, okay, <laughs> I didn't take it seriously last year. Um, but this year I am. I'm playing to win, Beef. i tell you what, you're playing to win. I'm not going to get bullied into any more of us. Oh, just go something different, would you, Beef? <laughs> yeah, uh, you actually you do you get bullied into that, Beef. No, low-key, low-key. There is a bit of um, sort of pressure being oh, put on, on Beef. Oh, come on, he can choose there, his own. I'm not I'm, writing his tips down for him. <laughs> if I'm being Jacob, impartial. And I'm, and I'm also not putting Jacob, any bets please. on his TAB account. He's just not that good. Jacob, yours please. Oh, yeah, I, I somewhat agree. I somewhat agree. If I'm being an impartial referee here, um, are you saying he can't I'm make sorry, his own Kirst. decisions? How many times have we heard the line, oh, we can't all go be the same beaver? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm 1 0 up now, so beef. do your own beef. It should be serpentine. You know, like you should go. It should be beef, curse, It's not like beef, I'm curse. copying him. Yeah. It's a 50 50. You pick a team. Yeah, that is true. The, it's not like I'm copying him. Oh, you know, I didn't know the Blues are going to win. Mm. Well, you go first normally, Kirst. That's what the argument is. You, I, I think you go first, pressure Beave into a different pick. Um, that's your tactic. Especially so if dollar one shots. She she goes, if it's a dollar one game, like she'll go, oh, I'm going the Chiefs this weekend. You better go Moana. Oh, come no, on. No, obviously that's an <laughs> obvious one, Beave. But the Blues, Brumbies? Where, what are you thinking early on? Brumbies. Oh, I'm going Blues. Yeah, of course, yeah. But Thursday, we'll continue the tipping competition. And right after this, we're doing cream of the crop, all thanks to PGG Rights and